0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Pastor Ray directs the powerful truths in this four day message. You are always on his mind, specifically to the listener growing impatient or perhaps discouraged, waiting for God to meet that need or answer that prayer. This sometimes doubting Christian might even ask, Is God even hearing my prayer, or has he simply forgotten all about me? Am I even on his mind? In response, Pastor Ray brings to life the God of the Hebrew people in Deuteronomy, those who are the apple of his eye, and to whom He proclaims, Know without doubt and understand that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God, who is keeping His covenant and His loving kindness to a 1,000 generations with those who love Him and keep His commandments. Because God is that serious about blessing His children, there can be no doubt that, yes, you are always on His mind.
1: How many of you know that God will never forsake you? The Bible sees that people will forsake you. Man will forsake you. You know, unfortunately, there'll be relationships, you know, husbands and wives that'll forsake each other. But God will never forsake his very own. Love the promise of God, Isaiah. And we don't have to open to it, but I'll just read it to you. Isaiah 49, 14 through 16. But Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman, they're talking out of their stupidity or talking out of their anguish or talking out of their doubt or unbelief, The answer is, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget. Surely humans may forget. Yet I, says the Lord, I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you in the palms of my hand. Your walls are continually before me. God says that we are inscribed in the palm of his hand. Isn't that good news tonight? Glory to God. We are inscribed in the very palm of God's hand. So God is faithful. I've been out listening to the news and watching uh, the stock market. How many have been watching the stock, stock market going up and going down? Man, it went up, you know, 200, down 500, up whatever it was. I don't know. I think it's back up 450. I just looked at it tonight before I left. I figured, let me just see what's going on here. And, uh, you know, the whole world, the whole country, especially our country, is all freaking out. Everybody's freaking out because of the economy. Are we going to have a job? Are, you know, what's going to happen? Am I going to get laid off? Am I the next one to get a pink slip? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Oh, my gosh. Oh, what if, what if, what if? I'm going to tell you what, folks. We cannot allow the economy, whether it's up or down, sideways, backwards, whatever, dictate to us our God is a faithful God. No matter what the economy is doing. Come on. No matter what the economy is doing, our God remains faithful. That's why I said it doesn't matter how expensive gas uh, gets. can God not provide the money you need to buy gas? There'll be people that say, I'm not going to go to church and I'm going to cut one night out of church or, you know, cut back a little bit here because I don't want to spend the money on the gas. Shame on you. I said, shame on you. Where is your faith? I mean, you can't believe God for six bucks for a gallon of gas to get you to church and, and yet you're trying to believe God for a house? Come on, you better believe God for the six bucks to get to church. God is faithful to meet your needs no matter what, because he is a faithful God. Somebody give me a better amen than that. I refuse to be driven by the, you know, CNN crisis news network. <laughs> Everything is a crisis. Oh, newsflash, newsflash. news. Flash, news flash, new, who cares? If you're, if you're glued and riveted to that junk, let me tell you what, you're gonna find yourself bowing down to that stuff, going up when it goes up and going down when it goes down. We're, we're not supposed to live that way. Our God is faithful. Our God is gonna provide our needs no matter what the stock market's doing, no matter what the economy is doing. He's gonna safely get us through. And let me tell you what, if you're, about, if you're afraid about losing your job, you better rebuke that fear right now in the name of Jesus. Listen, when you fear sickness, sickness will come on you. That's why we're to drive fear as far from us as we can. And the way you drive fear far from you is by faith, by standing on your faith, trusting and believing God for your healing, your health, your well-being, and even for your job. Somebody give me an amen. amen. Don't you be afraid to lose your job. Don't you be afraid that your business is going to go down the tube. Your business ain't going down no tubes. Your job ain't going down no tubes. The only way you're going is up because you serve the almighty God and he has your future in the palm of his hand. So refuse to take, uh, take the, the, the news, refuse to take the, the testimony or what the, what the news is saying. I'm going to tell you what, probably, probably some of you, you I'll freak some of you out, but most of the, probably 50, 60% of what you're hearing on the news is a bunch of lies anyway. It's all twisted and tainted and turned and, and they, they, they make things sound however they want to make them sound. They do whatever they want to do and they feed it to the American public. Glory. And, and some of us suck it up and eat it up. I refuse to listen to that stuff and allow it to cause fear to come into my life. I'll tell you, there's only one way we're going as believers and that's right to the top. There's only one place we're going right on over through the victory side. Come on, someone give me a better amen than that. So so you, I don't want to hear any Christians, oh, it's such a, the economy is bad. Oh, what about my, I'm so afraid. All right, you say, so you say Pastor, I lost my job. So what? Uh, thank you. Who said amen? See, there's only one person. Like, it's like the pastor that called a meeting. There was a drought in the land. The pastor called a meeting and said, uh, we're going to have a prayer meeting for, for, uh, to pray for rain because the crops are drying up. There's no rain. It says, we're going to, we're having a prayer meeting on Tuesday night. Come, come, come to the prayer meeting. The pastor opened up the lights, went in, walked in. A bunch of people came in. He said, okay, everybody stand up. He said, go home. Everybody said, well, how come we're not praying? He said, well, because you all came doubting tonight. He said, what do you mean we all came doubting? He said, not a one of you brought an umbrella tonight. <laughs> I mean, come on. We, we, if we're going to be in faith and let, let's, you know, we're not going to allow. We're not going to. Listen, so you say, I lost my job. So you lost your job. So what? Praise God. God's got a better job for you. Say, well, the, job, the, 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 the employment rate just went up to 6%. Who cares? I, I, my life is not driven by, by this economy. My life is not, not driven by, by the, the uh, unemployment rate. It doesn't matter how many people are unemployed. I will be employed because I'm a child of the living God. That's the way you have to think. If there isn't a job, God will make you a job. There's no room. God will make you room. But you have to think like that. You have to believe like that. You have to act like that. You have to talk like that. You have to refuse to be overwhelmed by what the news is saying. You have to, be, you have to refuse to be overwhelmed by what, you know, all these doomsdayers are saying. Praise God, someone give me a better amen than that. Yeah. So we have to, we have to uh, you know, hone, hone, hone our, our faith here and sharpen our faith and realize that we walk by faith and not by sight. The reason why some of us are going down is because you're looking too much. You're looking too much. You're peeking. Shh, Close your eyes. Just, just keep going. You know, Peter would have still been walking on the water if he didn't, if he didn't open his eyes and look. Stop looking. Don't look. Just, just walk. It's like Smith Wigglesworth says, Uh, Fear looks, faith jumps. (laughs) Faith just jumps. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're not walking by what we see. We're not walking by what we hear. We're walking by faith, by trust in God. I'm trusting in God. You know, uh, men's hearts are failing. Men's hearts are being overwhelmed with fear by what's going on in the world today. But, But you see, we have to refuse to listen to what man is saying and put our attention on what God is saying. Not a one of us is going to go down. We're all staying on top because our faith will keep us buoyant. Our faith will keep us walking. So refuse. So you say, well, you know, maybe you work for Lehman Brothers or one of these other things. So what? Don't worry about it. God has another job for you. You think Lehman Brothers is the only corporation that has a position for you? Do you think Merrill Lynch is the only company that has a position for you? Don't you know, don't you know that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord? Don't you know that God will turn, turn favor towards you? Don't you know that God will make room where there is no room? Here's one. God will make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. He said he'll make the crooked path straight and the rocky place smooth. He said even though you walk through the fire, you'll not burn. And when you walk through the waters, you will not drown. Come on, somebody in this house, get excited. You just, got, you have to stir up your faith. Because it's easy to get overwhelmed. It's easy to sit back and let all this stuff just, you know, get on top of you and like a big, big heavy weight, just put pressure on you, press you down, make you feel overwhelmed. I I tell you what, you have to refuse that. You have to shake that stuff off. You've got to refuse the doldrums. You've got to refuse oppression. You have got to refuse depression. You've got to refuse fear. You must rise up and begin to declare it is a new thing. It is a new day. God will do something. God will never forsake me. God will never leave me. God has not forgotten me. God has not forgotten me. God will never forget me. I'm engraved in the palm of his hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love it. So God is faithful. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9, I I don't know if I gave you this last week. I'm going to give it to you again. I did. See, somebody remembered. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says, therefore, no. Everybody say no. I have to know. I got to know. All right? I can't just know about. I have to know for myself. You're never going to get anywhere just being one of those Christians that know about God. You have to know God, not about him. A lot of people know that God, there is a God, but you have to know him, man. You have to know him as, as your father. You have to know him as your savior. You must know him as your Lord, but you must also know him as your provider. So it says, therefore, know that the Lord, your God, he is God. Guess what? God is God over the Dow Jones. God is God over Merrill Lynch. <laughs> God is God over Social Security. God is God over your job. He says, the Lord God, he is God. Hallelujah, He's God. You see, when we start to worry excessively about these natural things, we make those things our God. We have to look beyond that and say, this stuff is not going to be God in my life. This is not going to dictate to me. The Lord God, he's God. He's God over everything. He's God over my life. He's God over my future. He's God over my past. Hallelujah. He's God over everything that's connected to me. Know that the Lord your God is God. First of all, if you're going to get anywhere in life and you're going to stay buoyant in the turbulent waters of life, you have to know that the Lord God, he is God. He's your God. Say, he's my God. God. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God. Now, listen to what it says. The faithful God. He's not only God, but he's the faithful God. God is faithful no matter what. He says he's the faithful God who keeps. It's not like humans. We make promises and we break them. We make appointments and we break them. We make deals and we break them. We give our word and we break it. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? It's getting pretty quiet in here. So, oh boy, you're talking about me. <laughs> you see, but the faithful Lord who keeps, God keeps his word. He keeps his covenant and mercy with it. In other words, that, you know, mercy means that we really deserve punishment, but he doesn't give it to us because he has mercy on us. See, so he keeps his covenant and mercy for a thousand generations, for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. See, I'm going to tell you what, this stuff gets passed down through the lineage, through your lineage. Most people don't know that. But but you see what you're living right now? You're living for Jesus and you're living faithful. You're passing something on to your children who will in turn pass it on to their children and their children and their children. And God will keep covenant with your family because of your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Some in this room, you came from a family, you came from a line of, of believing, uh, believing uh, people who had faith in God and who loved God and feared God. and You're walking in blessing today. Let me tell you what, you didn't do it. You didn't do anything to get that blessing. It was your ancestors that got that blessing into your life. You were fortunate enough to be at the latter end and received you know, that which multiplied and multiplied and multiplied. Now you're getting, you're getting, you're getting the, the windfall. Hallelujah. So... Um, he says, therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. So we have, to, we have to love God, but we can't just say we love God. Some, too many people do that. I love God. Oh, yeah, I love God. Everybody loves God. But really, the asset test is, are you keeping his commandments? Are you doing his word? Because that's, that's, that's what really counts. My dad used to say when I was a little boy, of course, he passed away when I was very young. But, and I don't remember a whole lot of things. But one of the things that I do remember, he said, don't tell me you love me. Show me. Prove it to me. Do what I say. That will tell me that you love me. Hallelujah. Glory. So he says he keeps covenant for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. In James chapter one, I don't know if you can get over to James real quick. I've got lots of scriptures. Don't know if I'll get to all of them. But faithfulness is the nature of God. We see it there in Deuteronomy chapter seven, James chapter one, and verse seventeen. You hear me? Pray this just about every time we dismiss the meeting. It's part of what I pray over everybody. But in James chapter 1, verse 17, the word says, every good and perfect gift is from above. Hallelujah. If you ever had any question as to where your blessing is coming from, there's the proof right there. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down, now listen to it, and comes down, listen to what the word says, comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. In other words, God remains faithful. He's not a God that changes his mind. He's not a God that will say, you know, yes today and no tomorrow. God is uh, 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 rock solid and that's why we can put our faith upon his word because he's a faithful God. That's part of his nature. That's the nature of God. That's why I believe, and and I'm just going to go down this road for a minute, uh, but that's why I believe that people who truly know God and truly love, I mean, truly know God and truly love God and truly want to honor the Lord in their life, they tend to be faithful people because they are very much like their God. We should be emulating and we should be more like the one whom we love and the one we follow. If we call him our, our Lord and we call him our God, then we ought to have some of the attributes growing in our lives that are in God. You can always tell a true believer, I mean, someone who's really serious. I mean, there are a lot of believers and they're gonna get to heaven. There are a lot of people gonna get to heaven. But I'm talking about serious believers, people who really truly um, honor God and love God and believe in God. One of, the th- one of the things you'll see, one of the characteristics in their life is faithfulness. Why? Because they know God to be faithful, so they emulate faithfulness in their own lives. Hallelujah. When you know God is, and this is off track a little bit, when, when you know the God of love, it's easy for you to love. Amen? because you've been touched by that hallelujah so it says that with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning in other words god is not going to change his mind whatever he's promised he's going to give it he's going to he's going to see to it that it's going to happen in your life if you'll just believe it he's not going to change his mind uh, you can write this down we don't have time to open hebrews thirteen eight. love this jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever he never changes his word never changes. That's why you can go to the bank with, with the word of God. That's why you can trust and believe the word of God because he says he never changes. The same Jesus that was doing miracles and blessing people before is the same Jesus that's doing it today and it's the same Jesus that will do it tomorrow. Somebody give me a better amen than that. God, a faithfulness is God's nature. It is the nature of God to be faithful. Now, in 2 Corinthians, and if you... Of course, I have a little edge on you because I marked all my scriptures before you didn't do that because you didn't know what they were going to be. But if you can go quickly to 2 Corinthians, and I like to get people to open up to these verses um, because it teaches you how to use your Bible. If you're new to all of this, you need to learn how to thump through or at least write it down and thump through later on. Uh, that's how I learned my way around the Bible, how to navigate because I would sit in meetings like this in my home church or wherever I was. And I'd thump through trying to find those verses. It's a good exercise. Amen. So it's good that we go to these verses in second Corinthians chapter two in verse, um, I'm sorry, second Corinthians chapter one, verses 18 through 20. And, uh, God is faithful over his promises because he's a faithful God. Now listen to what it says. But as God is faithful, God is what? Everybody say God is faithful. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. Uh, the original uh, pastor that I had in my life, he, made me, he was, really made me laugh one day because he said that he was in a, was in a church that wasn't a real believing kind of church. You know, they, they didn't really teach faith, and they had sort of a weird doctrine about, you know, uh, well, sometimes God does, and sometimes he doesn't. And, and he said this preacher got up one day, and he preached the message on when God says no. That was the title of his message, when, when God says no. And he proceeded to preach that sometimes God says no, God says no. So he said, fortunately, the pastor got sick the second week. The first week he was away and one of the deacons or elders was preaching that message. And the second week the pastor was away and he got asked to preach the message. And he got up and he preached the message the second week when God says Yes and he used this, this verse right here. And I thought, wow, that is really good. Stick it to him, you know? We've got to override all that doubt and unbelief. People just love doubt and unbelief. But you see, our word to you was not yes and no. For as the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, by Sylvanus, by Timothy, was not yes and no. But listen, but in him was yes. Everybody say yes. yes. For all, listen, for all the promises... All of the what? Promises. That's the word, the Bible, every promise that's contained in this Bible. For all of the promises of God in Him are yes and in Him amen to the glory of God. Why? Because verse 18 says, tells us, but as God is faithful. So we know that all of the promises of God are yes and amen. Say yes, yes. and say amen. amen. What amen means is, so be it. So it's yes and so be it. And all of the promises of God are already yes and amen. Why? Because verse 18 told us, because God is faithful. So it's not a yes or a no. It's not a maybe with God. It's a yes all the time. God it will say yes to every one of his promises. If you will be bold enough, Strong enough and courageous enough to stand your ground and begin to declare by faith and to stand on the promise of God and keep on standing until it comes to pass. Sometimes you got to stand a little longer than other times. Sometimes you got to stand a little harder than other times. Come on. Sometimes it it just takes a little bit more time. I don't understand it fully, but I do understand that God is faithful and it's not yes and it's not no and it's not maybe and it's not sometimes. It is always yes in God. All of the promises are already yes and amen to the glory of God. Somebody in this house give me a better amen than that. So we have to become tenacious believers. Fearless believers. I like that verse in the Old Testament. Am 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 I yelling at you tonight? I like that verse. I ate my Wheaties. I slept this afternoon, so I, I feel good. I like that verse in the Old Testament. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Wow, you sound like a bunch of pussycats. I said the righteous are as bold as a lion. Come on, somebody say amen. It's time. It's time for God's righteous sons and daughters to rise up in the boldness of faith, declaring that we're not going down, we're not going under, we're going over, we're going to the top, we're going over onto victory side. Come on, somebody in this house say amen. All of the promises are yes and then not maybe. Don't give me this maybe stuff. Well, sometimes God says no. No, it's not that God says no, it's that you just lost your faith wasn't God saying no it was you just weakening in your faith backing up from the promise of God God is God is they're coaching us you know I mean here's the word it's not yes it's not no here you read right out of the Bible it's not a maybe it's a, why because God is faithful if God said something if God has given us a promise in his word he gave it to all of us he didn't, he didn't like he doesn't like some people more than others he gave it to all of us every promise is a yes and it's an amen already so I'd rather teach people to believe God for the promises and not make excuses for lack of faith or, or for laziness in the Word or slothfulness in the Word. I'd rather, I'd rather teach the truth. The truth is that all the promises are, are a possibility in your life if you'll just dare to believe God and stand on it, see? If you'll just dare to believe God and strengthen yourself up, you see? You can't wait to start believing God for healing when you get sick. might be too late.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab.